I owe everyone an apology. (laughs) (laughs) If you listened to our Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness hype episode, I put ideas in your head. (laughs) You know... I I expounded upon rumors that turned out to be mere speculation. I hyped everybody up, myself very much included, for a movie that turned out to not exist. <laughs> the movie that we got instead of the movie that myself, and I think it's fair to say a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom were expecting, was bizarre. I think it's a really weird movie. It seems like it's the most divisive Marvel Cinematic Universe movie thus far. Um, we are, of course, talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. My name is Kevin Bauer. With me, as always, is comedian Tim Keck. Today, we are joined by a very special guest. She was on the show a lot in 2021. She's making her 2022 debut on the show because she's a massive fan of The Scarlet Witch. You know her. You love her. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Moore. Hi. How you doing, Lauren? I'm conflicted. <laughs> Do you also blame Kevin for your confliction? Because Honestly, yeah. Now that I think about it a little bit, like <laughs> it's it's part of it. It's not all of it, but it's definitely part of it because you <laughs> you hyped real hard. And you're like, Tom Cruise is gonna be in this, and and probably Brad Pitt, and like you were listening for months, like beyond even the hype episode, just living with you. It was a lot of a lot of hype. And I just was like, even then I was like, how is this gonna all fit in one movie but you were so convincing and when we sat down i was just like uh i don't know (laughs) we got several amazing cameos in this movie and i was still left wanting more and i blame kevin entirely for that because (laughs) he rattled off like 25 names (laughs) i know there were a good amount of cameos but based on what you prompted us for it seemed like not that many okay all right in my defense The movie that I thought this was going to be, and I would venture to say most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom expected this movie to be, it could have existed. Based on the Marvel movies that we have been conditioned to expect, there's no reason to think that in a movie where Doctor Strange was hopping around to a lot of different like parts of the multiverse, we couldn't see a five-second cameo with Chris Evans' Human Torch. We couldn't see five seconds of Tom Cruise as an alternate universe Iron Man. While the Illuminati fight was going on, I still thought, when's Tom Cruise going to show up? I don't know where those fake leaked set photos were from. They looked really convincing. I just got got. And I think in general, I got got with the way this movie was marketed. Because the marketing for this movie made it seem like it was going to be another big tentpole Marvel movie. And we've come to expect basically like two different kinds of Marvel movie, right? You have your siloed Marvel movie. That's your smaller ones, your Spider-Man Homecomings, your original Doctor Stranges. Recently Shang-Chi, The Eternals. Yes, perfect. Both of those are kind of self-contained in their own little worlds, and they don't necessarily branch out into anything else. Then you have your tentpoles. Obviously the Avengers franchise, but also things like Captain America Civil War, where even though it's a Captain America movie, we are seeing a lot more of the universe, and we're seeing a lot more of the repercussions of the actions that these characters are taking playing out across the rest of the world that Marvel's been building. Everything that we were shown for this movie made it seem like it was going to be the latter. That's why I think it was reasonable to expect the latter. We got the former, which again, I think is fine. I think I would have been 
I wish I would have known to expect that, basically. And I don't know if it's just because Doctor Strange has been so pivotal in the big tentpole things. I think because of that, myself and a lot of other people expect this to be a much wider movie. It's interesting to me that you say that. I was expecting more and a little disappointed. They call it the multiverse of madness. We saw three universes, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> there was it wasn't that much madness. Um but I I will say I am I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I thought it was good. I was into it the whole time. Uh I I dug it. I I liked it. Is it my favorite movie ever? No, but it's like it's better than it's bad, I think. And I I honestly left and I thought, "Oh, this is Doctor Strange's Ragnarok." Like this is tonally where I think they want to take Doctor Strange going forward because this tonally felt closer to what I thought Doctor Strange was than some of these other movies. Like even the first Doctor Strange movie I feel like people were always hyping it up as like, man, it's so trippy and weird. And I was like, I don't know. This is like Captain America. It's like the same thing to me. I don't see them as any one any trippier than the other. But this movie is like weird and has its own personality. And Doctor Strange is doing more stuff. I'd argue that uh, Wanda steals the show and Doctor Strange maybe isn't even the best part of this movie. But tonally, I thought it was way more in line with Doctor Strange. And it seems like they're not leaving the multiverse. It seems like they're going to be diving back in. So I, I'm kind of into it. I would like another one. Lauren, what did you think about this movie? What were your thoughts? I think I'm somewhere in between because I was expecting for Scarlet Witch to be obviously kind of on the darker side. So I've been prepping for that. So I wasn't really upset about that. I thought that was very well done. She definitely stole it for me. She was like the best part of the movie, in my opinion. Everything with her was fantastic. I loved that it was like kind of a horror film vibe. Um, there was that scene where she first dream walks and she takes the form of her other Wanda and the picture frame of her where she like looks <laughs> at her like yes. while she walks by. Oh. Stuff like that was so well done. I really, really loved all of that. Um, but I don't know that it was all consistent. It kind of felt like two different movies stitched together and maybe it should for multiverses, but... I kind of wish it didn't. I want it to be more cohesive. and. Wait, I, so, so what were the two movies in your mind? Um, So the horror side of things, and then I guess probably the other one would be kind of like a very generic Marvel movie. Kind of more, I'm trying to think, maybe more like what you would see, I guess what Kevin was describing, but kind of like Black Widow was, or like something that's just like a little bit more like run-of-the-mill kind of nothing too stylized really I think that's what I, I wanted this whole movie to be more stylized and more of the like horror aspect and it just kind of bounced around a little too much for me yeah I agree I think it is at the end of the day still a Marvel movie <laughs> and and I think it reminds you that of that and uh yeah. <laughs> and it's not like full-on horror it's not full on. I don't think any of these Marvel movies are going to be full on anything, you know, which is why you have people like walking away from Ant-Man because of like I think they still really you have to maintain the party line a little bit. You have to maintain the vision. And it, I don't think it, it was ever going to be full horror, but the horror moments were like the coolest. I think 
I think for a Marvel movie, this is like way different than any other Marvel movie we've seen. I haven't seen any of these horror elements. Haven't seen any of these like bloody kills in any of the other Marvel movies. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Some of the stuff they did with Scarlet Witch and then even like the, like the CGI stuff for some of this stuff was awesome. Scarlet Witch like crawling out of the mirror upside down and then like twist contorting her body. I'm like, this is crazy. There's nothing. There's no other Marvel movie like this at all. Yeah at least the best elements of this aren't in anything else in the MCU. And I think that's kind of what I was clinging to and agree with that. Yeah. That it was, man, the horror stuff was so cool. I'd love more horror things. Me too. Me too. And I mean, all the stuff you listed, that's exactly, those are the parts that I loved about this movie. Like once I got past realizing what this movie was and allowed myself to just kind of live in the universe with it, uh, the horror elements I absolutely loved. And there are, definitely elements of it that i agree they lock in the character as much as they locked in thor for ragnarok i think the ending of the movie when dr strange figures out that the only way that he can get back into his original universe is to possess a fucking dead body wong looking at him and being like strange so triumphantly (laughs) he realized that stephen strange he's always gonna find a way like he's gonna have to do something really fucking out of the box he's gonna have to do something really weird but it's gonna work at the end of the day i 100 agree that that is like the thor level locking in of the character of stephen strange we've always been told what a good surgeon he is the hallmark of being really good at a skilled task is your ability to think outside the box and be creative with it and i mean that it just delivers on the promise of Dr. Strange that it's going to be, you know, a, a fucking weird creative take. I was on, on that note, like comparing this to Fantastic Beasts because they're both magic users, right? They both do magical things. And in Fantastic Beasts, my one of my biggest criticisms is like the magic in Harry Potter is just I wave my wand, poof, like something happens. So they're all just zapping. They're like guns. It's just like. They don't do anything most of the time. They're just zapping spells at each other, and it's nothing. And Doctor Strange, this was like some of the most inventive magic stuff ever. And I don't, I'm not sure it all makes sense, but he's making things into buzz saws. He's opening portals so something jumps out. Like he doesn't do anything in a linear way. It's all just like all the magic is like kind of like a unique way to get something done. He doesn't just pick up an object. He creates a portal below it that drops the object and then reopens somewhere else. And then a little creature picks it up and runs it over and drops it. Somewhere. Or a pair of monster hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the monster hands were amazing. There were so many cool things in this that were like visually so much eye candy in this. I loved it, but it also kind of shows like the like why Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange. And in a world of magic users, he is head and shoulders over most of these people. And you don't really see anybody else, especially Wong. Wong's the Sorcerer Supreme now. His magic is not nearly as creative as Doctor Strange's is. He does cool stuff with it, but he is not doing the cool stuff that Doctor Strange is. And it's like, if that's the Sorcerer Supreme... Then, then, like, I understand watching them fight Doctor Strange is, like, on a whole nother level. Like, at least f- through the way he views things. And it, it makes sense. I don't know. I thought it was great. I thought it was such a good use of... You were talking about last time about... I forget the term you used, but it was, like, for the book staircase... Oh, yeah. ...thing where they were talking about, where it's, like, a, just a stunt for the sake of a stunt. And it's, like, this whole movie was just... Everything was fun to look at, I thought. Yeah, it's, like, a rare... It's a rare case where that works for the characterization. So the thing that I think annoyed me about that 
and I think it's in the trailers for Fantastic Beasts. I don't give a shit about saying this. There's like a, a part where she throws a book and it makes like a staircase out of pages of the book. And that doesn't speak to anything about the characters. Like, it's like, okay, cool. But I think it specifically works for Doctor Strange because he is supposed to be the most creative. I think it's also something to get really right with the characterization of Scarlet Witch, where in her introduction in Age of Ultron, when she was a villain, she's doing really creepy shit. Like, the whole thing yes. is he's fast and she's weird. And she gets that, like, kind of weird, like, they speed up the, I don't know, frame rate of how she's moving. And it makes her look, like, move all fucking creepy in Age of Ultron. And then as she becomes, you know, more of an Avenger, they pretty much dropped that. And it just became, oh, she's got red magic. To bring it back and be like, no, 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 that's how her powers work. Like, she's really fucking creepy. That is so cool to me to make that core to her character. But, Lauren, I want to ask, because Scarlet Witch is your favorite superhero. I mean, do you feel like they did her dirty? A lot of people feel yeah. like they made too much of a leap from where she ended in WandaVision to where she started in this. I kind of do, yeah. I want to see a little bit of what's going on in between. It's it's a big jump for us, I think, to see her go from, I'm going to sacrifice my boys for the right of all these other people to live their normal lives, to then all of a sudden doubling back and going, just kidding, I'm going to kill people to get my boys. So just like, and I don't think that that's, I'm not saying that that's a bad direction to go necessarily, but I just want to see how she got there a little bit more before she does. It feels like WandaVision was like kind of a weird misdirect in a way, because like I've, I've always thought that Marvel is like kind of great at, at what you're talking about, which is like you end one movie and you see a character one way. And then by the time the next movie comes around, they're in like a different place, you know, like I just think of like Captain America and Captain America is like new and like the world's scary. And then Winter Soldier, it's like he's a soldier. He's in the shit. He's got a team. They're going on missions. He's been doing this. And I think that's really cool and keeps it really exciting. And like they do that with the Hulk, right? Like they do some things with the Hulk that I think people hate, but at least they <laughs> change the character, you know? Yeah. Like the character is evolving. They're doing a thing. So like, I do like that. they they take the Scarlet Witch who we've seen last time in a movie one way and then she was a hero and then we see her in this and she's a villain but then in between they give us WandaVision and so I think like in my mind I'm like oh, okay so this is where we're gonna see all of Wanda's character development but then they do WandaVision WandaVision's over and then there's still another chunk that we're missing before this movie right like WandaVision does not seamlessly transition into this. No. There's like WandaVision and then there's months of Wanda reading the Darkhold, like sinking deeper and deeper into this. And like, I think all that makes sense, but it is yeah. a leap. It is a change. It is a, it is not what, it is not the Wanda from WandaVision right. necessarily. The first act of this movie is fucked up. It is insanely paced. They are, it, we get to a battle for the fate of Kamartage at like minute 14, <laughs> like awesome. we get straight so cool. there. I do not like that. I love it. It feels like it has no weight. It feels like it has no stakes. It's just like, we're fucking here already. We see Wanda, she's immediately the villain. It feels like it's happening too fast because it does feel like we're missing something in the middle. Like I, I can't make that leap straight to Wanda. I also, I mean, Seriously, you can't, you cannot give me something for the fate of the fucking world 14 minutes into a movie. I refuse. The opening <laughs> sequence where they defeat the giant eyeball monster, that whole thing, magic. So fucking good. 
I was so happy. I was like, this is going to be the best movie I've ever seen. And then pretty much as soon as we get to like this whole Kamartage battle, I'm like, how did we get here this fast? I think you're wrong that this was 14 minutes into the movie. It was, <laughs> you know, 150 hours and 14 minutes into the movie. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like we have the entire MCU building up to this, you know, like I don't think they're separated. We have the first Doctor Strange movie. We have Endgame. We have WandaVision. Like all of this is not nothing like there was a leap, but it is we watched five. We watched six hours of the Scarlet Witch just like hanging out like so that they could do this movie, you know, so that at 14 minutes in, they could be like, oh, she's bad. And it's not crazy. It's not crazy that she's bad. We spent six hours with her character having a mental breakdown like this is she lost the love of her life. She her in that pain. She created life and then she lost that life again. Like she's been torturing herself. And now she has this like outlet. She's got this dark book. She's like involved in all this stuff. And we know all of that before this movie starts. So. I kind of loved that they got right into it. Like, why are they wasting our time? It's called the multiverse of madness. We've watched six hours leading up to this. Like, I was ready to go, man. Like, I was pumped that they were getting into it. Like, don't waste my time. Like, give us the thing that we came to see. Like, I guess I'm thinking I don't need more from this movie. I'm like, I would have loved more in WandaVision. Like, I would have loved a darker heel turn from her in WandaVision. Like, that was the time to do this. And then... Then we come right here and she's yeah. a villain already, you know? I do like that. I like that. Or because they kind of make it seem like he's going to go to Wanda for help and she's going to team up with him and then she's going to turn. So and now I'm kind of torn because what you just said maybe changed my mind. But <laughs> I do wow. think Stay it would strong. be fun Stay strong. to see her <laughs> turn more. To turn see to like exactly what shifted from goodbye boys i'm doing this for the good of humanity to i'm just gonna murder people left and right no questions asked like to get you back so i don't know well also because elizabeth olsen is one of the strongest actors that marvel has she She's was incredible. incredible she was so good no matter what movie they put her in she fits the tone perfectly it's like she has a spider sense for it it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like the tone of this one is so radically different. And I think that's maybe something that threw me off too, is that this is a much like lighter, like more playful movie than I expected. And yet she works flawlessly in it. Let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about some of these cameos. I pulled up the cast list, by the way, just on Google, and they've already got like Patrick Stewart and John Krasinski like listed there. They're just like John Krasinski. Oh, they did like Mr. the next Fan day, yeah. Reed oh. Richards. It's like it's terrible. It's it's horrible that they would do this to people. Yeah. John Krasinski is all you need to know <laughs> about like watching him in this movie about how unique casting is for these Marvel movies because <laughs> I like John Krasinski a lot. I don't know if he's a great actor. I think he's a good, he's a good, he's a great actor. He is a great actor. He was a very successful on a show. <laughs> a, he's a great actor. Great is he, He's not, he does his thing. He's not like, you know, Mac, doing Macbeth or he's not Denzel Washington, but he is an above average actor. He was great. He's great on the office. Like, what do you want me to say? He was great on a TV show that went for like, eight years like he's a good actor he's he's fine in some of these other things he's not as good in these other things but he he says things and you believe them when he says them and they're great no because he does that voice 
Well, that's the thing is in, if you're in a Marvel movie, you have to do Marvel voice and John Krasinski does not have Ugh. it. He does not have the thing. Elizabeth Olsen has it. Benedict Cumberbatch has it. Patrick Stewart has it in spades. John <laughs> Krasinski does not have the thing on your hype pod. I think I was talking about how I thought it'd be fun. I thought I, for some reason, I think he can do it, but it's, it's just, he's not, he can't do it right now. He doesn't have the voice. <laughs> And it's so bad. It was so jarringly bad, his delivery in this. It was awful. And it's like, but it puts into perspective how good everybody else is at like specific Marvel acting. Like not anyone can just do it. I want to keep talking about John Krasinski, but to do so, I got to fire off the beef theme. Where's the beef? <laughs> Lauren, talk about the voice. <laughs> I hate it. Here's the thing. I agree. He was great in the office, but he was just a normal guy. He was just being I what is maybe I don't know. I don't know what the real John Krasinski is. And now I'm questioning it because of this. But it's like ever since he did A Quiet Place, which he's also very good in that, I would say. Um, but like that. And then I've never watched Jack Ryan or whatever, but I he has to do it in that. There's no way he doesn't. But it's that. And right. then like during COVID, when he did some good news, he's like, Hey guys, I'm John Krasinski. Like he just does this like deep fake. It doesn't sound real at all. <laughs> it's like he's trying to impress all of us or like make us forget that he was Jim from the office because he like gels his hair and makes his voice deeper. <laughs> and I yeah. oh, I hate it. I hate it. You know what the voice sounds like? What? Do you remember the movie This Is the End with like James Franco and Danny McBride and yeah. uh, Jonah Hill? Yes. The fucking John Krasinski voice is like that part in the movie where Jonah Hill goes, fatalities. <laughs> it's the same voice. Yeah, it's very just like, well, we've got some good news and now I'm going to be, I am, I am Reed Richards and we are here as a group and I'm the leader and I am strong and I am brilliant. <laughs> I think we've the... discovered that Doctor Strange might actually be the problem with with the multiverse. It might be bigger. The problem is you, Doctor Strange. I don't know. There's something weird about like it's like stilted and weird and he just doesn't want to be Jim Halpert so bad it's an overcorrection. And his eyes. He's just like looking trying to look fiercely but like kind of sad, but like what? I hate it. I he, He's very acting with a capital A. I'll tell you why he's good in the office. It's because he's like very good at being just that dude you know. Maybe a little too smart for where he is, but he's stuck here and it's like, well, that's life. And he's making the best of it. A little bit cynical about it. I think he's good in A Quiet Place because his character in A Quiet Place is a guy who was probably that guy, like a nice person. And he's quiet. He's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you like the movie he doesn't talk in. Yeah, yeah. Well, like the, the serious part, he's been forced into this world, the character has, where there's a lot of really bad shit going on, and he's got to make the best of it. It's like he is this person that was probably a nice person, but now he's in a very harsh world. So I think that plays with the personality that reads from him when you look at him. But he is literally introduced in this movie with the line, and the smartest man on earth Reed Richards, and he comes through the fucking portal. The smartest man on earth. Yeah. I hate him. I feel bad for him. Uh, not really, because, I mean, he's a rich guy who was on a successful show for a long time. I mean, but I think the, his problem is that he was perfectly cast in the first thing. It's why nobody from The Office, like, you don't want to watch anybody in The Office. Like, I don't want to watch Rain Wilson and anything else, because he's 
He's Dwight. He's just, it was perfect casting and it's hard to get out of perfect casting. Steve Carell has been trying for a decade, you know, like, no, like nobody wants to see him be anybody else other than this guy. Like, it's just perfect. I think he watched like Chris Pratt and was like, oh, I can do that. And he can't, he's not, you know, they're just different. Chris Pratt is very good at this specific thing. It's very similar to Parks and Rec. You could watch Parks and Rec and kind of see how he would fit in something else. What? And that's interesting because I, I was just about to interject and say, yeah, but Chris Pratt looks so different than he did. But so does uh, kind of John Krasinski. I mean, I guess he kind of looks the same. It looks like he just like put a beard on, <laughs> like didn't even grow one. Just put one on. Yeah. <laughs> but like Andy Dwyer's sense of humor is like the same. Th- like Chris, Chris Pratt is doing yeah. the exact yeah. same thing. He's just <laughs> yeah. jacked. Like he's not trying to find something else. John Krasinski is trying to be a tough guy now. And he's not doing another voice. Yeah, he's not trying to make it sound deeper than it is. Yeah, Chris Pratt's being Chris Pratt. It's Andy Dwyer in space with aliens. It's like, and it's great. Paul Rudd isn't doing anything else. Paul Rudd's got one pitch and he crushes it. And I want to see more. There's so many guys like that. Yeah. What if John Krasinski just, what if he played Reed Richards like Jim? That'd be fun. Just run it back. Get a, what's your, I don't know. It'd probably be bad. It would be bad, but that's his only shot. He should be playing everything like Jim Albert because that's who he is. It'd be better than what we got. I'm so scared that we are stuck with him. We've been talking about it since we saw this movie. I am so scared that we're stuck with him. I'm terrified. Can we talk uh, Rachel McAdams too? Because it seems like one of of my criticisms about the cartoon, the like what ifs, was that I didn't think that their romance was like strong enough to be like the tentpole for a whole thing about his heartbreak. I agree. I'm still not sure I am. and, And I'm glad they're moving away from her. And I think this is like maybe the first like failed Marvel relationship we've seen. Right. Where like. They're supposed to be by like Marvel movie logic. They're supposed to end up together. And in this, the whole thesis of the movie is like they kind of well, Doctor Strange's journey is like we're not supposed to be together because I'm a dick. (laughs) I kind of suck and I'm not good enough for you. So I got a bad like I got to do something else, you know, like you're you deserve better than me, you know, and that's actually true. Like how many superhero movies have you seen where the guy's like, you know, Tony's like, oh, you're too good for me. And then he ends up with. Then he ends up with Pepper Potts. Like yeah. everybody, every Marvel superhero yeah. gets the girl. And this is one where like the thesis statement for Dr. Strange is he's not getting the girl because he doesn't deserve her. He wasn't good. He wasn't, he didn't deserve to be with her. Yeah. I do love that. I love that. Especially the way he handled her wedding it makes me cringe. He's what an awful thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was like scrunched up in my seat. Just like she needs to kick him out. This is not acceptable behavior. <laughs> got married and she's just looking yeah. at him like all like well you know here's the way it is and that made me really annoyed she should have been upset but i guess that's to speak to her character like she's dealt with it so long that like she's not gonna let it bother her on her day this is not anything she didn't expect but she she invited him to the wedding true that's crazy yeah. right yeah. i don't think she should have <laughs> but it was very big of her too so no yeah maybe she didn't expect him to come did she say you came? Oh, <laughs> she, a courtesy I think invite. she might have. He got no plus one. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't get a plus one. She just sent him the courtesy invite. He definitely didn't get a plus one. Wong wasn't there. Aw. <laughs> yeah, he would have brought Wong. <laughs> Damn, Wong, Wong should have been there. Wong got, Wong got stiffed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited that they're 
that it's okay that they're not together. And it, it is weird that Doctor Strange, it weird, it's weird that Doctor Strange kind of sucks. Like Tony Stark kind of is like not the best guy, but it seems like Doctor Strange is all is more so not not a great guy, right? Like they kind of explore that in his character. Like there's multiple versions of you that are evil, you know, Doctor yeah. Strange. <laughs> you've like neglected lots of your responsibilities. You've caused a lot of problems. You've like tried to kill this girl. Like you're not the best. It's, like, it's kind of interesting. It's very interesting. But this is like what I always say where I, I think characters with flaws are a lot more interesting. And Way so more. maybe that's why I've like attached myself so much to Scarlet Witch is because she's so flawed and I relate to a, a lot of her flaws. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> but, um, but I do. It, it, and that, that's the point. It's more relatable to have flaws. And I don't like, especially with some of the other female characters in the Marvel Universe, they, well, Black Widow, oh my God, that any flaw she even remotely had was immediately undone. And it's not interesting. So, Doctor Strange, whoever it is, flaws are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, look, I, I may not have thought this was a perfect movie. It may not have been the movie I was expecting. I do think it's a fun ride. I really want to see it again now that I know what to expect. Me too. Um, I do wish that I had seen this before Everything Everywhere All at Once because it's when it comes to multiverse movies, it's not even fucking close. This maybe didn't have to be a multiverse movie. It seems like it did, yeah. We haven't really talked about the Illuminati scene, but it it could have just been, I don't know, something else. Uh, they could have just gone to a, an island where these other superheroes fucking live. They could have found a way to dif- a different way to do it. It seemed like they had no idea how to do a multiverse movie, whereas everything everywhere all at once was like just it just wallowed in the beauty of it. Um, Strong disagree. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. <laughs> this has been Nerdy for 30. Uh, follow us on social. Hit us up with an email if you can. Uh, give us a rate and review. Five stars, five stars. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Stay nerdy, friends. Lauren, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we ran out of time on that one. We ran way out of time. Dude, that was a great topic. I mean, we could restart and talk about that some more if you want. You want to? I know, because there's so many things that I wanted to talk about that I... Let's do it. Let's restart. Okay, let's do it. Nerdy for 30 will return. Check back tomorrow for the rest of our discussion. Until then, try to wrap your head around the fact that I, a text-to-speech robot, am a better actor than John Krasinski. See you soon, nerds.